This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oh, Wellington! Oh, Wellington! It's wonderful! It's wonderful! Oh, Wellington is wonderful! We got the wind, the rain, and the phoenix! Oh, Wellington is wonderful! Oh, Wellington! Oh, Wellington! It's wonderful! It's wonderful! Oh, Wellington is wonderful! We got the wind, the rain, and the phoenix! Oh, Wellington! This is SENZ, it is Phoenix Nation, thanks to Oppo, and Scott Wooten joins us from the Wellington Phoenix, from the airport as well as they get ready to embark on the uh, the big trip, they call it the distance derby, over to Perth. How are you doing, Scott? Yes, I'm all good, thanks, Ricardo, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate, good, thanks. Uh, question, good question for you to start is, will you be home, home in time for Christmas, and if the family put in their duty-free orders? <laughs> yeah, great question. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think we land it's just before midnight, so just after midnight, uh, Christmas Eve, last Christmas Day. So, so yeah, I'll be um, I'll be back in time to see if uh, see if Santa comes, and then um, yeah, I've, I've got a list actually of a couple of last minute picks that I might need to pick up and uh, give me up there for. So, um, unfortunately, I got got stuck with that, but I'm glad that I won't be there Christmas Eve putting all the kids' toys up. Uh, I'm glad I got out of that one this year. Yeah, you'll be just you'll be playing Santa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just need to get my outfit and uh, get some sand, uh, snow on my shoes. <laughs> outstanding, mate. Outstanding. Uh, you, you've been to Perth before. How is it for you as a player? You know, I mean, given the travel time. No, it's actually my first time. Um, I was just just having a conversation in the airport with a few of the lads, um, and they seem to say, you know, there's no way around it. Obviously, it's difficult. And obviously, with the long travel, is one thing, and then the time difference is, is, is another. Um, Ultimately, you know, it's what we get. We get paid to do. We've got a job to, to do to go there. We've got to deal with it uh, individually the best way we possibly can, um, and that, that's just that's just how it is. It's the same for, for them when they come to us. It's the same for them when they go to Sydney. The slight differences in time and, and travel and stuff. So, um, you know, we, we try and uh, try and block out any excuse and, and uh, go there fully focused. Do you guys do anything different the week leading up to a trip to Perth? I mean, do you start? going to bed later and getting up earlier or, or uh, getting up later or anything like that just to try and put yourself closer to on Perth time in terms of your body clock? Um, I think it's quite difficult because you're in such a normal routine, especially especially with kids and stuff. You know, you, you have a certain bedtime and, and you wake up at certain times. And I think in an ideal world, you probably would start probably straight after the last game and start trying tweaking, tweaking bedtimes and stuff. But I think everyone individually, you know, like a few of the boys, we, we, you know, we've got a a relatively speaking squad now in terms of coming to Perth and you know, we've got season daily players and we've been there many times. So, you know, everyone will have their individual preferences. Some people will just crack on as normal, some people will set alarms to wake up earlier or later or whatever it might be. So, you know, like I say, it's a, it's an individual thing and um and hopefully, you know, regardless of um, of what you do, it's all about the results and if you win whatever you don't work then in terms of the Oppo, uh, what have you made of Perth this season? They had a bit of a slow start, new coach, bit of a new setup over there. 
yeah, I think they, they obviously had a huge, uh, huge turnaround in players um, in the summer. Um, we obviously beat them twice last year into quite tight games uh, in fairness from what I remember. But they, they had a lot of injuries when we played them last year. They've, they've obviously uh, shifted a lot of players out, brought a lot of fresh faces in. Um, I'm aware of a couple of the players who signed and, and Ryan Williams who, who played, in, played against in England at Oxford and Portsmouth. Um, Beavers as well I've played against him a few times so you know we've signed some decent players and um, yeah they've had a bit of a, uh, a slower start than I'm sure they would have liked but you know we'll, we'll go there well prepared as we always are with the game plan that we always do um, and uh, there'll be no excuses what about uh, how the team are feeling at the moment, mate? I mean, you had that break from the World Cup, uh, which must have been a little bit weird. Did it feel like you sort of had another pre-season? Yeah, that's exactly how it felt, Ricardo, yeah. It felt like we... Yeah, it was just weird, yeah. You know, you played six games. Obviously, we, we ended that six-game spell at the start of the season really frustrating from our point of view in terms of the last game against Western United and we were sort of the worst time for that break to come for us really but you know we trained really hard and we worked, worked well and we got a positive result first game back um, away at Western Sydney even though it was past as a home game um, and I think it's very important that that first game back whether it's the first game of the tournament the first game of the season that you don't lose and it gives you something to build on and, and we obviously done that last week with a, with a good victory over Adelaide and um you know, we feel like we're in a decent spot at the minute. We, we've got confidence. Players are scoring goals. We feel like we're really, really close to going on the road, keeping clean sheets. We feel like there's small margins and, and moments are going against us at the moment uh, from a defensive point of view. And I'm not just the back four and goalkeeper. You know, the whole team, um, shift players, things like that. So, you know, we're in a good spot. Um, like I said, you know, we're, we're playing with confidence. We're playing good football. Our, our performance levels. I think it's been pretty good throughout the whole season, probably except for Newcastle gets away. Uh, other than that, I think, you know, in general, we've had a pretty consistently good performance level in games. Yeah, it's funny how you get teams, you know, you mentioned the Jets there, and they've been a bit of a bogey team, didn't do well against them last season, obviously had that bad result against them this season. Um, and, and then I look at, you know, Adelaide, and I mean, there was a red card in the first game against Adelaide, there's a red game on the week, uh, red card on the weekend as well. Uh, a, a bit tasty versus Adelaide, is it, generally? Um, yeah, potentially. Um, I think, like you say, it's quite funny how it worked, you know, how it turns out. Um, I was delighted for Jan Trask to get his first goal of the game, because obviously he it was a very difficult start for him getting a red card in the first game and, and that game ended a bit cruelly for us again last minute similar to Western United let points snuff away um, and then as, as I said I was delighted for him to, to get his goal in the, in the last last week in the return game and then um, obviously they had a player sent off so it sort of switched and you know potentially we could see something develop there you know over the coming games we've obviously got to play them again one more time away this season so we look forward to, to going there and then um, yeah, who knows? You know, these, these rivalries always develop over some controversy or last-minute goals, red cards, these types of things. So, so we'll wait and see how it, how it develops. Yeah, uh, see how it develops indeed. Because, I mean, you mentioned the confidence of the back four and the keeping and the you know the team in general. But, Jan, uh, great for him to a bit of a redemption arc after being sent off in the first game to come back and score that goal. Also, Oscar Zawada getting uh, an early goal as well. So confidence uh, for the attacking players too. Exactly, and that's huge. You know, I'm sure you've watched football a long time and, and listened to a lot of players speak, and, and confidence, particularly in, in forward players, is, um, is huge. And you know, the, the more the more players we can get scoring goals, the more confidence it gives, not just to them forward players, but also for the whole team. You know, it's nothing better than when you 
preparing for a game or you're going into a game and your strikers are on fire because you know no matter what you've always got a chance of winning and that helps the back four that helps the midfield players and it just breeds confidence about the whole team and hopefully you know like you said the other attacking players are really coming to the fore at the minute and I'm scoring and creating and I'm all around just playing generally really well so hopefully that can continue for the as long as possible and cross season. Yeah, fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. That's what we want to see. A decent run by the boys uh, and, and playoff football again. Uh, how did you cope over the World Cup uh, with all your training and then uh, with all the hours? Uh, how much of it did you get to see? Um, the 8 o'clock in the morning games were good. <laughs> Obviously, we, we've seen, um, you know, we've seen most of them. Uh, thankfully, England played, uh, I think, four out of five games at 8 o'clock, so that wasn't too bad. I had to set an early alarm for the the four AM game, I think, in the first one, and then um, yeah, we, we'd all we'd all get together. We'd all be watching the, mainly the back end of the second half in the in the physio room. Um, everyone was having a bit of a laugh at Yarn about Brazil. Me and David Paul were getting a lot of stick for England when they went out and stuff. So, um, you know, we had a, it was a good atmosphere, and we, we all, as I said, the back end of the second half of the early morning games, we were all everyone was pretty much in, in the, the club by then, getting ready to train, but. But watching in front of the telly in the medical room, so um, yeah, no, it was, it was a good atmosphere. Yeah, and what did you make of the final, mate? There's been a lot of talk about it. I, I managed to get Peter Drury on the phone uh, the other day who called the World Cup final, and I asked him if it was the best World Cup final ever, and he said he thought that at the time and then thought maybe it's just, you know, it's too hot off the back of it and he had a day to breathe, but he's he's struggling to find a World Cup final that was better. How did you find it? Well, for sure, certainly in my lifetime, um, you know, World Cup final, big final, Champions League finals, World Cup, the, the only ones I can think of the top of my head, especially World Cups, were, were quite cagey games, um, you know, one goals in it. Um, you know, I think Spain winning Holland 1-0 off the top of my head, uh, Germany winning like, one goal, Italy the same. These are the ones just, just, just now off the top of my head where it, you know, it, was, it was an unbelievable game. I think for 80 minutes it was so one-sided. I've never seen a final in any, any any um, competition so so dominated by one team and I thought Argentina were unbelievable and then just what was it three minutes of, of a bit of madness and a bit of quality and a defensive error and 2-2 you know, game on and then the whole game just completely tipped on its head France had all the energy where they looked flat on the feet you know five minutes earlier Argentina was in cruise control and then all of a sudden they looked right up against it um, and then obviously Messi gets the goal and that was I was delighted because I, I wanted it to win to win for him really um, to cement his, his place and, and his, his scores and I think he's what an ending Messi scores the winner in extra time and to give you know Argentina the cup and then France come and score again and then penalty it was just absolutely crazy wasn't it? you couldn't take your eyes off it for the second so for sure certainly in, in my lifetime it's the best work of final I, I can think of for sure yeah 100% uh, yeah, I know you're a United fan mate and you, you've made appearances on United podcasts before uh, I, I thought it was funny coming from Danny Murphy who I you know I don't tend to listen to too much to be fair uh, but he said um, that Harry uh, Harry Maguire must start for United after his World Cup um, I think he's forgetting who was in the final was the other two United centre backs I'm not sure what your take is on that yeah yeah, interesting one. I must say, I thought Harry Maguire for England was was probably one of England's best players um, in the tournament. I thought I can't remember him putting a foot wrong. Uh, to be honest, I thought he was brilliant. Um, obviously, they did England will play a slightly different way to Man United that I feel like suits the attributes that he's got. Um, 
I think it's a you know brand I thought was brilliant as well for France. The obviously the Sandro Martinez has got the final I've seen. I know he didn't play in the final, but I've seen him play in a couple of the earlier games. But this last will be down to um, the Man United manager Ten Hag. You know he'll, he'll assess the players when they come back. I think the advantage Maguire will have is I'm sure Martinez and Varane will, will have a break now. So you know if he if he's gone back to United in the same form and confidence that he, he had with England, then it, you know it might give him another for the first game back. Um, and then Lindelof will probably be playing and I think ultimately then if he's if he's took the confidence from England then he's playing in the same vein of form for Man United then if he's in the team he's in the team and then it's up to the other two to come back from, from their break and, and get him out of the team that's, you know, that's how football works really obviously before the World Cup he was out of the picture at Man United and the other two were playing really well and then that'll be up to, up to Maguire now to go in there and, and try and keep a share yeah, 100% will, 100% it will uh, And obviously we've seen the back of Ronaldo as well um, With the, the move that he made uh, If we could pick any player out of that World Cup that you saw uh, Who would it be to, to plug into the United front line in uh, January? Oh, Mbappe wouldn't it for sure um, You've seen his performances in the final His performances in the group and all the other rounds His goals for him that goal for World Cup since he's young year. I think he'll go on and he'll he uplifts that World Cup goals for him record um, and I think with his age his pace he's, the fact that if you could get him an old tackle I mean that would be it that would be, he would be the one player at the minute in World Football um, if you could if you could talk like say I'm, I'm sick of the United team I think 99.9% of people would probably say it to be honest um, like I said you know his pace power everything that you know Man United is about so yeah, it'd be uh, and Mbappe. Kylian Mbappe. Indeed, I did see uh, Rooney came out and said that he move, needs to move to either Manchester United or Real Madrid to really prove himself in a proper league. Yeah, hundred percent agree. You know, the French league. You know, there are a couple of good sides in there, but you know, Leon, Marseille, um, you know, Monaco, decent sides, but you know, we, we the top top players, Ronaldo, Messi. Spend so much time in the Premier League, league is that you want to prove yourself and, and do it week in week out against the best teams and the best players every week. So, you know, I believe uh, he was obviously close. I think it was last summer to go into Real Madrid if you believe all the reports. And that. I do think it's a matter of time before he, um, before he does leave PFG and he goes to, to one of the big teams in England or Spain. Mm. Yeah, I'll be uh, interested to see what that move is. Hey, Scott, thanks very much for, for giving us some time, mate. I know you've got to jump on a plane, so we'll let you go. Safe travels to Perth. Best of luck, mate. And uh, forget about duty free. Just bring three points home, would you? Yeah, no, that'd be great. Yeah, I think I'd trade that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, mate. Go well. Thanks, Ricardo. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.